and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. As ever, thank you very much for tuning in. Ah, it's coming around quickly, hasn't it? It's my favourite time of the week. Yeah, here we, here we go, buddy. Hopefully, uh, we can get some winners this week. We're looking at the fixtures and you know, quite fancy a few teams. So, uh, here's hoping for a productive show. A big thank you to everybody who listened last week. We did our highest numbers that we've ever done on the podcast. So that was uh, really pleasing to see. Uh, We really appreciate every single person who listened to the show and is helping to really push us on to uh, bigger and better things as we're doing this season. Really, really appreciate that. Yeah, getting bigger and bigger every week, which is just awesome. And uh, the social media responses that we're getting at the moment and everything is... uh, second to none so yeah we really appreciate it yeah weird isn't it that people enjoy listening to me and you just chat about football yeah but (laughs) yeah yeah we also want to give a big shout out to uh, a devoted profit chaser sam buckle who messaged us on twitter Um, he backed each one of our tips individually last weekend and uh, told us that we had a 50 percent or just under 50 percent strike rate so We're pretty pleased with that. Hopefully we can up that this weekend. There were some upsets last weekend that kind of threw us off a little bit. Um, But yeah, hoping to improve on 50%, which I don't think is is too bad. No, and uh, a loyal loyal listener of six months. So uh, yeah, big shout out to Sam. Right, so order of today's show. Pretty much standard uh, procedure, really. We'll go through our highlights in the Premier League the Championship, League One and League Two. Then we'll look at bomb-proof trebles and uh, fancy football and all that kind of stuff at the end. So without any further ado, shall we go straight into the weekend's Premier League matches? So just games on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. No Friday night, no Monday night. Yes, let's dive straight in um, in the Premier League. I'm going to start us off... At the start of the weekend, really, where it's at Craven Cottage. It's for a 12.30 kickoff between Fulham and Watford, two teams that have started very well. I'm not sure which way I would go for result-wise here, but I think this will be an entertaining game, and I'm tipping both teams to score. Price is 4-7, to seven. so I'm not sure what you think about that, Tom. It may be a little bit tight. Uh, but I think it's something that should definitely come in. Yeah, I think it should. Um, I've, I've got down a few things similar to that myself. Um, four to seven for the both teams to score, as you pointed out. I've also got Watford on their own to score at two to seven. Um, Watford to score two plus goals is 11 to eight. Watford have actually scored in every game they've played in so far this season. Uh, And on the other hand, Fulham have conceded in every game they've played. And it will be concerning, I think, to Fulham that they're leaking so many goals. 12 conceded from five games, which is the most in the league. So for all of their nice forward play and the good attacking players that they've got, they do need a bit more stability at the back. They're not going to survive, I don't think, by trying to outscore people and, and other teams. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think I think yeah. that's the way to go. To be honest, um, I would much rather back a team that can put the ball in the back of the net than a team that is solid defensively and can't score. 
We've seen so like years gone Cardiff. by. Yeah, like Card- Cardiff are absolutely no hopers. And, um, you know, teams like Burnley in the past have defied the odds. But Middlesbrough are a great example. What did they have? Tenth best, eighth best defensive record. Scored about three yeah, goals all year. Yeah, better than that. Maybe better than that. Yeah. So, for me, I would always back a team that's going forward um, rather than strong at the back. I, I do understand what you're saying. It is certainly a cause for concern. But uh, I, I think Fulham will be pretty happy with a start. I think it's easy to forget that despite that opening day loss to Palace, they've won their last two home games. And, you know, they've, as you said, they've they've scored a lot of goals. And they've ran a lot of teams um, close. I think Fulham are going to be more than fine this season. I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be a team looking up rather than down. I think. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be so comfortable this season that they're not going to be looking over their shoulder at times. But yeah, I do think they've definitely got enough about them to to stay safe. Absolutely, uh, more than enough quality in that squad. Back to the tips, though, I do think, yeah, four to seven, both teams to score should definitely come in. Um, and then the couple of Watford things that, that I've just read out as well. Watford aren't goal shy. I do really fancy Watford to get at least at least one, probably two, because we're saying how, um, how flaky Fulham are at the back. So goals in this game rather than result is the way I'd be looking at this one. Yeah, agreed. I'd like to take us into the three o'clocks then. For side note, I do quite like that there's, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, three o'clocks this weekend and eight games in total on Saturday. The little bit of a traditionalist that's there somewhere inside me um, does quite like that all the games are, are mainly on Saturday in the Premier League this weekend and not spread out over numerous Sunday kickoffs and Fridays, Mondays, etc. Agreed. Uh, can't beat three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday. You just can't. No, of course you, of course you can't. Um, the one I'm looking at then is Burnley Bournemouth, and I'll be looking at Bournemouth on the double chance. That is priced at one to two, which I thought, considering the starts that both of these teams have had, that's a really good price actually. Bournemouth has scored an average of two goals per game, so they've got ten from their five matches. Eddie Howe and the Bournemouth fans are rightly going to be delighted with their start, considering last season they were very slow to get going. Ryan Fraser playing incredibly well. And we all know Burnley overachieved last season, but so far they've been poor, sitting rock bottom of the league. Can't really complain, to be honest, with the performances they put in. So I think Bournemouth, with all the momentum that they've got, coming up against the Burnley side, who are looking pretty out of sorts at the moment, um... I think at least a draw is well within Bournemouth's grasp. Yes, at least a draw. I think you have to be careful of Dyche. He knows these players. He knows how to get a reaction out of them. Um, I yeah. don't expect Burnley to you know, go on a horrendous losing streak. But then again, on the other side, you have to be concerned. They've been really poor this season. Um, so, yeah, for me, Bournemouth, definitely double chance. Definitely to grab a few goals. That's that's for sure. And, yeah, worrying times for Burnley and exciting times for Bournemouth, it has to be said. Yeah. Do, do you think Burnley will be all right? Or would you start worrying for them and looking at them as possible relegation contenders? 
I think you tipped it at the start of the season. And I'll be honest, I couldn't really see that happening. But now it's kind of dawning on me that... Do you know why I think they'll be down there? It's because I look at everyone else and I don't think there's that many teams as bad as they are at the moment. So Newcastle have been poor so far. West Ham mm. have been poor, but they're, they're going to get out of it. I'll go against anyone that says that they won't. And yeah. Brighton have been all right so far. And then you're looking at Fulham and Wolves. They're kind of in their own own little world at the moment. They're not thinking about the bottom three. And then you've got Cardiff and Huddersfield who look absolutely miles off. So yeah. there's not that many teams for Burnley to cling on to, I don't think. No, no, you're right. Um, I'd be worried if I was Burnley. I, when I said that I reckon Burnley could be outsiders to go down um, before the season started, that actually was based on them going further into the Europa League uh, than they actually have done. So now I think it's actually probably going to be a blessing in disguise that they're not in the group stages and beyond because they've got a small squad. Um, if they start picking up injuries because of the the uh, increased amount of games that they'll be playing, it's going to be even worse and even harder for Sean Dyche and his side to handle. Um, so I think not being in the Europa League, as good as a little adventure as it is for the club, is probably in the long term, for the best, because they can just save themselves for playing every Saturday um, and getting a proper rest period and not having to travel to Turkey or Russia, etc. in uh, in midweek. I think domestically it's definitely a blessing, but, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion of, uh, you know, they scrapped all year to get in the Europa League. I think it's a bit of a shame they're not in it. Um, you know, if you don't want to be in it, then what's the point in playing well all year? But anyway, I agree with you. Bournemouth, who have been mightily impressive, double chance. I'm going to take us to another three o'clock kickoff. I think it's pretty obvious, and I think most people are going to tip this, so we won't spend too much time on it. But I think Leicester to beat Huddersfield at home is something that most people will will look at. It is priced at four to seven, which is a testament. Uh, to how poor Huddersfield have been, to be honest. Um, Leicester got absolutely swiped to the side by Bournemouth. Uh, 4-2 they lost. You know, it was probably even worse than it looks, to be honest. Uh, they lost at home to Liverpool. Apart from that, you can say that they've done well. They've beat Wolves and they beat Southampton, but it was the manner of that defeat at Bournemouth, which is a slight concern. So what do you want when you're when you're up against it, you want a home game against either Huddersfield or Cardiff, and that's what Leicester have. Four to seven, yeah. despite them being a little bit wounded, I think they'll uh, have enough to see off Huddersfield. Yeah, uh, no Wes Morgan for this game after he got sent off against Bournemouth, but to be honest, I don't think that's too much of a bad thing for Leicester um, with his aging legs. And Huddersfield's problem, obviously, lies up front, just two goals scored, which is the lowest in the league um, from their five games. So, yeah, big, big problems for the Terriers. I don't think, like you say, it's going to get any better for them this weekend. Let's turn our attentions now to the Cardiff-Man City game. No surprises. I think Man City will win this at 1-6. to six. Um, Not too interested in that price, to be honest. So, I'm just going to have a look, little look into the handicap market for this one. 
Um, you can get minus one for City at four to eleven, slightly better. Uh, minus two is eleven to ten. I think City will win this comfortably, but as they're away at Cardiff, I wouldn't want to go further than minus two, just because I think Cardiff will probably stick ten men behind the ball. And I've also got written down City to win to nil at three to four, which could actually be the best pick of that bunch. I think Cardiff will be up for it. They showed against Chelsea how they're going to play against these big sides, especially away from home. Part of the bus, try and nick goals um, from set plays, etc. And I think at home against the defending champions, they'll opt for the same. They might nick a goal from a corner or a free kick, but I don't expect them to touch the ball unless they're kicking off, to be honest, against this Man City team, who, no. uh, by the way, got absolutely murdered by Guardiola after that uh, victory against Fulham. Apparently, he was really unhappy with certain tactical aspects, cancelled the day off that they were scheduled for the next day, ordered everyone in, stayed up all night, editing video, and then showed them all and. Uh, basically disgraced the team. So I think they're going to be right up for it. It has to be said. Well, if that's the reaction they get after a 3-0 victory, bloody hell. You know, there's a reason that they're the best team, obviously. The standards are so high. I look forward to seeing that on the next Amazon series that comes out on Man City at the end of the season. You can imagine, (laughs) can't you? Someone like, I don't know, someone like... uh, Sterling or one of the younger lads, maybe Foden. It could be anyone, Laporte, anyone. You know, thinking, good win today. I'm going to go hang out with my friends tomorrow. I'm just going to chill out, see the girlfriend. Yeah. Nah, dragged dragged back in to watch some footage of uh, apparently a disgraceful 3-0 win. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I'm also going to throw out there something that is... Pretty poor odds, to be honest. I think you'll get Liverpool, obviously, to beat uh, feeder club Southampton at home. Liverpool are 1-5. to Just coming off the back of an absolutely pulsating victory over PSG. I think, mm. especially Southampton without Danny Ings. Remember, he can't play against his parent club. This isn't Syria. I think Southampton will struggle to score goals without Ings. Uh, I think he's a good outlet with his legs. Not going to dwell on it too much, but I think you'll get Liverpool to win there, obviously. Yeah, definitely. We may as well go through one of the other three clocks as well. Well, so here, Man United Wolves. I actually think there could be an upset potentially on the cards here. I do like the look of Wolves on the double chance at 11-8. to I really do. I think United have been pretty poor at the back this season. They've conceded in every game so far, aside from the 2-0 win against Burnley. We saw a few weeks ago how Wolves drew one all with Man City, and a fantastic result for them. They've got plenty of players with experience of playing big teams in big stadiums, so the fact they're away at Old Trafford I don't think will phase them. Um, and all the pressure and expectation is on United to get a result here. So I think Wolves, on the double chance, 11-8, to could uh, could be a good bet. Or alternatively... Both teams, I think, will score here, and that's priced at four to five. For me, I don't think Wolves will get anything for this game. 
I see where right. you're coming from. United have had some cracks, for sure. It's been highlighted on Match of the Day, so I'm not going to say this is my analysis. But it's been highlighted that the players are really working for Mourinho, surprisingly. And people like Fellaini have kind of come out of nowhere, stepped up. Chris Smalling had a decent game. Um, really good goal as well at the weekend. It's Lukaku obviously looks in the mood. Matic was snapping into tackles. I think that United will win this. I'm not getting sucked into George Mendes and the <laughs> fact that Wolves, the fact that Wolves have got all these players. Um, yes, they've done really well so far. Yes, they probably are good for a goal. But I think United at Old Trafford in the mood they're in at the moment, the last couple of games. For me, I would go for United to win and both teams to score. I uh, take your point about um, about Wolves being good for a goal. I, I, yeah. I totally agree. Five to two for me, United to win, both teams to score. If I was going to go for anyone, it, it would be United at the moment. One thing I would say, first home game since the Spurs game. So that's the only thing that makes me a bit wary. Obviously, their their victories have come on the road, which you can either look at it as even more impressive or you can flip it and say that they were away from expectation of the crowd. So, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else about the look of in the Prem? I'm not too fussed about the uh, Saturday evening kickoff or the Sunday games, to be honest. There's not too much that I'd, I'd like to pick out confidently here. Not confidently. Um, I'll I tell you what I do like the look of, though. I, I think you'll get quite a bit of both teams to score, to be honest. I think Brighton-Tottenham, you'll get both teams to score. Tottenham were pretty pretty lacklustre, pretty poor against Liverpool. They collapsed in Italy in the San Siro. Away at Brighton, who are just coming off the back of a miraculous Monday night draw. I think you'll get both teams to score there, especially with Glenn Murray in the form he's in. He just won't slow down, will he? Uh, three Have to four green. for Brighton and Tottenham. Both teams to score. West Ham-Chelsea. As well, I think as good as Chelsea have been uh, going forward, there are definitely cracks at the back. Sol Bamba exploited that at the weekend. West Ham, as me and you said, Tom, were good for the double chance at Everton. They went one better and they got a great victory. Yarmolenko and Arnautovic showing their quality. I think Chelsea will win and I think there will be goals. Both teams to score is 7-10. to And if you want to go that one little bit extra and add Chelsea to win on the nose, which is something that I, I'd like the look of, it's 15-8 to eight, Chelsea to win, both teams to score. OK. Yeah, I could see it coming in. Result-wise, I wouldn't want to touch either of those, to be honest. Um, I don't trust Spurs whatsoever. They're a club who looks like they all need to go on holiday for three weeks. It all stems back to me to the summer and not signing someone. So they're just about to move into a brand new stadium. They're in the Champions League. They're thought of as Premier League contenders. Has there been a better time for Spurs to sign better players in the last 20 years? I don't think so. They didn't. They failed to do that. Pochettino to 
can come out and say all he likes about having a small squad, keeping people together, growing as a team. Sometimes sign-ins don't only improve your personnel, but they improve the feeling of the club that you're striving forward. Right now, it feels like to me that Tottenham are stood still. And I feel like it's highlighted by Liverpool. Liverpool needed a goalie, went out, got a goalie. Uh, last January, needed a centre-half, went out and got Van Dijk. It's, they needed a central midfielder, a bit more dynamism, went out and got Cater. It Football moves so fast these days that I think that's a, a huge flaw. And, and I admire Spurs and I like what Pochettino's doing, but I, I feel like he and well, whoever's in charge of transfers have kind of halted the progress a bit there. Saying that, though, I look at Spurs' squad and I can't really think, yes, that this particular person needs a massive upgrade for Spurs to really push on. I really don't think that they've got too many gaps that you could really improve an awful lot on without spending a whole heap of money. But if you look at their front, front men, Kane, Ali, Eriksen, uh, Son, Mora, and then Lamella as backup, that's, you know, that's just a good solid four or five players there. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I would like Spurs to go out. I think they should have got a Zaha or someone like that. For me, Lucas Moura has had a good start to the season. That You can't deny that. But I don't think he is of the quality that you need to win the Premier League if he's starting week in, week out. Then you've got Son Hyung-min. He's playing catch-up from the Asian games. He's, he's, he is more than good enough, there's no doubt. But I just feel like Spurs, especially in wide areas, could do with someone who's a bit more unpredictable. And I think they need a bit more pace in that team as well, especially with Kane. He's, for all his qualities, he's not the quickest. So I, I just think they missed a trick. Anyway, Prem for me, done. Yeah, same for me, mate. Hey, let's move on to the championship then. Do you want to... Take first pick in the champ, anything you like the look of. Um, it is worth saying that we are recording this on the Tuesday night. There are some championship games happening on the Wednesday night, so obviously we don't know results for those. So um, bear with us if a team wins unexpectedly or a favourite loses, for example. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, bear with us. Uh, one thing that shouldn't be affected by the Wednesday night games is the Friday night game. So the football weekend starts off with Wigan hosting Bristol City. I think this will be a tough uh, game to call. I think obviously Bristol City are favourites and rightfully so. But Wigan are no mugs. That uh, They are definitely good for a goal. And I would be looking at both teams to score here. Four to six, I think, is a good price for two teams who certainly know where the back of the net is. Yeah, four to six is not bad. That should definitely come in. Should definitely come in. Um, why are Leeds just under evens uh, for their match at home to Birmingham? Leeds are five to six. Uh, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Birmingham really struggling. They're down in 21st. Seven games played, no wins. Somewhat draw specialists with five draws and two losses. But uh, I can easily see Leeds comfortably winning this match. 
They've got a great home record so far in the league. They've won every single game aside from a 0-0 draw with Middlesbrough. And so they've most recently, on the Tuesday night, beat Preston 3-0. Preston aren't a team that often get panned uh, 3-0. They beat Rotherham. They've uh, stuck three past Stoke. They've also put four past Derby away. They've put three past Norwich away. Scored two against Swansea away. I think this Leeds team has got plenty of goals in them. And I think they can capitalise against the Birmingham side who are very, very poor travellers. Very poor end of. I, I think yeah. Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham are awful. That's that Preston uh, victory in midweek was obviously a rematch for the Carabao Cup as well, remember. Mm. Preston went to Adam yeah. Road and beat them and knocked them out. So uh, Leeds kind of exercising the demon there. And I think that was, a, that was a big result for Leeds. And I think they're going to march march on and beat Birmingham for sure. And yeah, the price is a very nice price indeed. Yeah. So as kind of on the subject of Birmingham, kind of, my team that I'm going to tip are due to play them Wednesday night. It's Sheffield United. So Sheffield United are playing Birmingham Wednesday night. I expect them to get a victory there. And then following on from that, they have Preston at home. So I'm fancying Sheffield United. They're 17 to 20. Uh, They've been very good at home since the opening day. They lost to Swansea. Uh, but then they've got a draw and two wins in all competitions. Uh, before losing away at Bristol City on Saturday, they'd won uh, four and drew one of their previous five games. I expect them to get back-to-back victories again Wednesday night and then Saturday. And then, as Tom said, Preston took a bit of a beating against uh, Leeds. So I don't think it's going to get much better for them at Bramall Lane. No, yeah, Preston really struggling. I think um, unexpectedly this summer they they've looked for a couple of seasons now, like a strong, tough upper mid table team, haven't they? But yeah, not start the season very well to be honest. But I think they'll have more than enough uh, to get out of it. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I think you know, despite Preston's poor start, I think you'll get the Blades to win. And as I said, they're seventeen to twenty. Um, looking at Preston, who haven't started very well, I want to move to another team who have started pretty poorly, uh, and that's Millwall. They sit in 20th position in the league, seven games played, just the one win, uh, three draws, three losses. So they do play on Wednesday night, so they could pick up another win. Uh, we'll see. But they go away to probably... The toughest, or if not the toughest, one of the toughest places to go in the championship on Saturday, and that's away at the Hawthorns to play West Brom. West Brom currently sitting nicely in third. They've really picked up a bit of steam after that shock opening day defeat to Bolton. Uh, Since then, they have been extremely goal-happy, at home in particular. and They obviously panned QPR 7-1 a few weeks ago. Um... They've beaten Stoke at home 2-1. They've more recently, on Tuesday night, just gone, put four past Bristol City. 
Um, very good result, considering Bristol City themselves had just won four on the bounce. So uh, that's no mean feat. I think West Brom are going to have way too much going forward at home against this Millwall side who are really struggling, uh, pretty unexpectedly, actually, this season. I just think that the front three for West Brom, Jay Rodriguez, Dwight Gale, Harvey Barnes, absolutely killing it at the moment. Absolutely killing it. I can't see the goals stopping this Saturday. I really can't. Do you know why you can't see them stopping? Is it because they just won't? That country <laughs> is way too good for uh, the championship end of. Uh, Harvey Barnes, obviously, is you know a slightly more unknown quantity, but we all know about Gail and Rodriguez. And Millwall yeah. are plucky. Millwall are definitely plucky. They've got a lot of spirit, but ultimately, I think, they're going to be uh, beaten at the Hawthorns. I agree with you. You got any more? No more in the championship from myself. I don't know if you've got anything to add. Uh, what have I got to add? Yeah, just one more. I've got, I've got a quick both teams to score. Huh? Don't do it. Don't what? do it. Are you going to go down the forest route? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, we discussed that um, there and you you fancied Forrest that I was gonna warn the profit chasers away from your from your red eyes. Why? What's wrong with Forrest? We should beat Rotherham. Yeah, we should do, but we won't. So We will one to two they are, Tom. One to two. Oh, I wouldn't go anywhere near as at one to two, but yeah. Absolutely <laughs> no chance. Oh, no chance. <laughs> On on to the tip that uh, I want to give out. That's Villa Wednesday, both teams to score. That's priced at four to five. Um, Wednesday, pretty unfancy with the bookies, to be honest. They're, they're five to one on the nose for this game. I don't think they've actually done an awful lot wrong over the last five five or six games. Um, they do play Forest away in midweek, so obviously they're going to get trounced there. <laughs> um but they do have three wins, a draw to Stoke, a respectable 2-0 loss to Wolves in the Cup. In the five games prior to this Forest game, which we don't know the result of yet. Um, Villa, on the other hand, they've just won their first game in seven. That was a 2-0 victory against Rotherham at home. Uh, Tammy Abraham and Yannick Balassi both getting on the score sheet. But they've got big problems with personnel in defence. Highlight two really, really good players for championship level there in Balassi and Abraham. But they've got a major lack of recognised central defenders at the club and it is showing because they've conceded at least one goal in every league game this season, aside from this Tuesday night game against Rotherham. So I think Wednesday they've got enough about them. Jordan Rose has started the season well. Uh, they've got enough going forward to trouble Villa. I don't know the result. Could go either way, um, but I do think both teams can get on the score sheet. Yes, I totally agree with that one. Rumours John Terry may be coming back for a half-season, three-quarter season stint. Watch this space. Another both teams to score I su uh, that I'm looking at, I suppose, Derby-Brentford. I think it'll be an entertaining game. Can't call the result. I feel like... Brentford will be going into the game with a bit more of a spring in their step than Derby. Four to six with both teams to score. I think that that's a safe bet. 
Yeah, you think so. Uh, Frank Lampard back on the touchline, I think, this weekend after his band. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've uh, I've just said something completely wrong. Completely wrong. What? It's um, Frank Lampard's Derby County against Brentford. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> I completely forgot that, that the uh, media had, had renamed Derby to uh, Frank Lampard's Derby County. So, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> um, okay, let's go to League One then. Uh, I, I've only got a couple written down for League One. I don't know about you. Not the easiest yeah. league to predict. No, it's it's like pulling teeth down here, honestly. Yeah. We'll give it a, our best shot this weekend. Lots of stats to back up what I've got here. But um, do you want to go first and pick something out? Or do you want me to start? No, please, can I start? Please. Yeah, I, I just want to get one of my few tips out of the way before I, I run out of things to, to tip. I'm looking at uh, Portsmouth. How can you not? Top of the league. Um, they have been fantastic. Lost one game all season, which was a home defeat to AFC Wimbledon in the EFL Cup. Um, so they have won. They've won seven, drew two, and lost one of their games this season. Huge, huge win away at Peterborough last mm. Saturday. Peterborough only getting a 90th minute consolation. Nil-nil at half time, and Portsmouth wrestle control in what will surely prove to be an important three points at the end of the season. They're at home to Wickham. So Wickham are... You know, they're not really pulling up any trees, but they are also, on the flip side, no mugs. And to my absolute amazement, they actually even kept a clean sheet on Saturday when they played against Oxford. They're somewhat draw specialists, Wickham. Only won two and lost three, and they've drawn six this season. So they're, they're certainly a little tricky. It's not going to be five, six, seven, nil. But I think there's a good euphoria around Pompey right now. And I think 8-13, to 13, you're going to get better prices with other teams. But I think it's one that should come in. Yeah, really, really good result last weekend, winning away at Peterborough. Um, which does segue me nicely into one of the few that I've got for this league, which is Peterborough. Uh, they're playing away at Gillingham and they're priced at 23-20. to 20. Um, As you mentioned beaten by Portsmouth last weekend. If you're looking for a game that was ideal to bounce back in, then I think a game against a team that hadn't won in eight in all competitions and have lost their last five league games in a row would be an ideal team to play. So that's who Peterborough faced this weekend in Gillingham. Uh, Peterborough do have a 100% away record in the league, four wins from their four games. They've been scoring goals for fun on the road. It seems like Perhaps they're, they're feeling a little bit of pressure at the Amex uh, this season because they've picked up the majority of their points on the road. They scored four against Rochdale away, five against Plymouth away, three against Southend away. So banging them in away from home. And Gillingham looked like a lamb to the slaughter, the way that they're performing and the results they've had recently. So perfect game for me for Peterborough to bounce back. Yeah, 100%. It, it's exactly what you're, what you're saying. It's 
when you're struggling to eat, you know, out in the wild, you want a nice juicy boar to just limp past you, don't you? It's exactly what uh, Gillingham are to uh, Peterborough. They'll be they'll be delighted. They'll want to put amends to it. And like you said, on the road they've been they've been particularly good, and we all know how good they are for a goal. In terms of goals, it kind of leads me on nicely. This show is getting a nice little flow to it, um, actually. <laughs> I'm looking at Sunderland. Sunderland have got a home game against Rochdale. I don't think I fancy Sunderland to win the game, but I do fancy um, there to be both teams to score. I know I've tipped this a lot on the show, um, but it's actually priced at evens. And I think that's a really, really good price, especially when you consider Rochdale have scored 11 goals in their last six games or eight in their last three. However you want to look at it, they've hit the back of the net and they know where it is. Mm -hmm. They're going away to Sunderland. I don't think they're going to be phased by a team that has been in and out Sunderland, haven't they? they? They look good one minute, then they look like they're not quite there. I think I feel like they're kind of hard to work out at the moment. Rochdale's hot yeah. form, Sunderland being the better side, let's be honest, but at home, I think it's going to be a tough game, a tight game, but evens both teams to score. I think that's a great price. Yeah, uh, Sunderland, big overhaul in the summer. I think they're still properly gelling everything together, which is why they're being pretty unpredictable at the moment. But uh, they're not picking up many defeats, which is always a good sign for things going forward. Um, they have actually had every single game they've played in, in the league, both teams to score, aside from one 3-0 win against Scunthorpe. So um, six games, and that means count that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Seven games, both teams to score out of eight played so far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully that will come in. I, I think it will. And evens is a really good price. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, one more from me. I'd like to look at Charlton at home to Plymouth. They're priced at three to four. Charlton are unbeaten in their last five games. And I think they've been given a little bit more stability since uh, Lee Bowyer has been appointed permanent manager, finally. Uh, three games in a row. This fixture at the Valley has finished 2-0 to Charlton. So I like the chances of it finishing 2-0 to Charlton again. You know, Plymouth at the bottom of the league. Five losses, three draws from their opening eight games. Obviously winless. Struggling to see where the next win is coming from, to be honest, with Plymouth. Uh, Charlton, as I said, unbeaten in five games. So on a bit of a good run themselves. 3-4 to four for Charlton is a good price. I think they'll win. Uh, a side note, worrying times for Charlton fans that Fawaz Al-Hasawi, who we know very well, being a Forest fan, so he was an ex-Forest owner, he was reportedly, reportedly spotted at a game last week. So uh, if he's taking an interest in investing in the club, very worrying times for Charlton, because he is clueless. Absolutely terrifying. I, I haven't. My next door neighbour is a uh, Charlton fan, and I, I've already spoke to him about it. He is quaking in his boots. It just seems <laughs> to be for Charlton. It's one bad owner to another. So, yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed it doesn't happen because it would it would just be honestly it would just be an absolute disaster. I'm done with League One. Get me into League Two. Okay, League Two. Uh, kick us off. Okay, Hewish Park. I don't know where else you to start. Tom, did you know that Yeovil, in all competitions, admittedly, but only one of those was the Football League trophy game against Exeter, do you know they've kept six clean sheets in a row? Nope, I did not. That's fantastic. And they've got a home game against Swindon. Swindon are definitely no mugs. I want to make that absolutely clear. They've only lost one in their last seven games. However, it was a home defeat to Bury, which is a diabolical result. They travel to Yeovil, who are going to have the feel-good factor. Why wouldn't you? After a 6-0 hammering away against one of your promotion rivals. I'm having a look at Yeovil on the nose to win. They are priced at 23-20. to 20. Uh, you can get the draw at five to two, um, or Swindon eleven to five. Uh, for me, I, I don't see why you wouldn't go for Yeovil on the nose. To be honest, uh, how can you not? They're the talk of the league at the moment. Yeah, um, certainly putting in the performances to back it up. I feel like Swindon are a very unpredictable side. Um, I wouldn't know what's going to come from Swindon from one game to the next. So yeah, Yeovil. After the 6-0 hammering at Newport, should win. But I don't know. I just feel wary. I feel wary over this one for some reason. I'm getting bad vibes. I'm fully on the bandwagon. Fully. <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. Oh, mate, yeah. If you can't beat them, which I, I tried to on Saturday, uh, you have to join them. Yeovil shirts in the post. <laughs> Name on the back. Oh, yeah. Why not? Um, Tom, <laughs> if you are feeling a little scared, you can go for the double chance. However, I don't think the price of 4 to 11 is uh, what you're going to be after for Yeovil or draw. Hmm. Accumulate a booster, perhaps, but no. Nah. Um, I'll turn our attentions to Exeter. At home to Cheltenham. Exeter are priced at 17 to 20. Really, really impressive win for Exeter last weekend away at Mansfield to hand Mansfield their first defeat of the season. They had a good start, then they were crap, and now they're good again. So uh, I'm more than happy to back Exeter here at just under evens against the Cheltenham side who have admittedly picked up a little bit recently, but. Um, they're not a side that are going to trouble too many teams. Uh, they don't score many goals. I don't think Chelsea are going to pose Exeter too many problems. I think Exeter should win this one pretty comfortably and uh, continue their little high that they're going to be on after beating uh, promotion candidates Mansfield. Yeah, really impressive result. And yeah, as you said, Cheltenham... Uh... Cheltenham are Cheltenham, aren't they? Have you ever tipped Cheltenham to win on the podcast? Never. Never. Neither have I in my life. Um, so <laughs> they can join, you know, the, the unique club, them, Morecambe. <laughs> uh, them, Morecambe, 
few other teams in there that just never seem to get tipped ever. Port Vale. So, Port Vale. <laughs> Port Vale are an absolute classic. I can't remember too many tips for Bristol Rovers in my life. Uh, Grimsby. Yeah, there's just a few. Yeah, Grimsby. There's just a few teams that I, I honestly don't think have ever been tipped on the podcast. And Cheltenham <laughs> Town are, are definitely one of them, a hundred percent. So yeah, I can I can see why you why you've tipped that. And um, to be honest with you, Tom, I don't have anything else from me personally for this league. I, I believe you may have one more that you want to add. Is that right? I've got a couple. So I'll uh, I'll rattle through my yeah a couple. First up, we've got Forest Green against Crawley. I think this one is going to be both teams to score. That's priced at seven to ten. Reason being, Crawley two wins now in the last two games. So they beat Lincoln away one nil, and then they beat Morecambe two nil last weekend. But I'm saying both teams to score because Crawley have scored in every single game aside from one, and that was on the 18th of August when they lost 1-0 away at Port Vale. Um, Forest Green, they're unbeaten in league and cup, so uh, really, really impressive start to the season for them. So 10 games, actually, sorry, 11 games unbeaten. I'm doing them an injustice there. And likewise... They scored in every single game apart from 1-0-0 against Stevenage um, on the 21st of August. So you've got two teams here who are both in good scoring form, struggling to keep clean sheets. Not many clean sheets for either side this season. And I think you'll get both teams to score here. I'm not sure which way this is going to go result-wise, but I do think they'll both get on the score sheet. Yeah, I think Forest Green have... uh dodged the bullet, haven't they? And I don't think Crawley losing their manager has been too cool on them. So I think... Uh, <laughs> that was off the cuff yeah. as well, wasn't it? That was really impressive. Off the cuff, mate. Yeah, I just made it up that second, so pretty proud of that one. But yeah, I don't think uh, Crawley, it's not been too cool on them. So I think they've uh, they've forgotten about our Harry, haven't they, uh, uh, Notts County? So yeah, for me, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Forest Green as well. You know, kind of relentless right now, especially going forward. Yeah, cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, my last tip is uh, we're going we're going to look at the Notts County and Northampton games. So County are away at Northampton. Um, last week we talked you through. Stevenage, who were playing Notts County, we talked you through Stevenage to score one goal, Stevenage to score two goals, or Stevenage to score three or more goals. Uh, Stevenage did, in fact, score three or more goals at five to one, I think that was priced at. So, really good odds there. Um, unfortunately, the bookies seem to have wised up to the fact that Notts County conceded about three goals week in, week out. Northampton to score three or more is three to one this weekend so the bookies have kind of wised up to a little bit they've really lowered the prices on uh, Northampton to be in amongst the goals but that's not actually where I'd be looking surprisingly this weekend uh, Northampton aren't known for scoring a lot of goals I'm actually going to be looking at Notts County to score 
Um, they do tend to score quite a few themselves. They just can't keep anything out of the back. Um, so they have scored in each of their last six games uh, and only failed to hit the back of the net twice in their 10 games in all competitions this season. So Notts County to score once is 4-11 to or Notts County to score twice is 7-4. to um, I would actually be pretty confident in either of those coming in. Whether Notts County scored two and win or not is a completely different question, but I do think they'll be good for at least one goal. Yeah, they're pretty steady up front, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. I can see them, yeah. score it, see them scoring a few for sure. Uh, I think that wraps us up then. You've not got anything more to add? I've, I'm all out of tips. I'm all out of tips, ready to move on. Lovely, lovely. Uh, Tom Walker is going to be appearing on uh, X Factor this year. If you want to watch yeah, out for him, I don't know where that came from, but I'm just I'm ready to bury my ghost of my bombproof treble and read out a new one. To be honest, so we're going to do a live exorcism, guys. <laughs> um, so let's review last week's bombproof trebles. All right, guys, crosses at the ready. Let's exercise this thing. Let's address the elephant in the room. I had Newport. They were at home against Yeovil and they got slightly beaten 6-0. Flipping heck. That is... I know now I'm safe. Any team that I pick on any bomb-proof treble, it cannot be worse than that. So, <laughs> Thank you for setting that unwanted stand. That's a shock of the weekend. <laughs> um, he also had Carlisle and they did lose 2-0 to Tranmere. But, profit chasers, let this be a lesson. If you ever need a win, you pick someone playing Morecambe at home. I did that. I picked Crawley and they duly won 2-0. Yeah, uh, let's move on swiftly from that absolute horror show. Hopefully that demon is now exercised. And, uh, yeah, we'll go on to my bomb through treble. I had Lincoln to beat Macclesfield. They did so 2-1. He also had Brentford to beat Wigan at home, and that happened. It was a 2-0 win for the Bees. All looking good, uh, until Forrest and Swansea decided to play out a blank. I had them both teams to score, um, as every Forest game have been, aside from one, but unfortunately, this one was 0-0. Yeah, so, it wasn't to be. You're, obviously, you were super, super close. That was an absolute train wreck. But hopefully, yeah. this week, we can uh, go one better. I will just explain what a bomb-proof treble is to those of you that are new to the show. So, for those of you who are wondering what a bomb-proof treble is, I will just go over it for those listeners that are brand new. Welcome. This is the world-famous part of the show, where me and Tom pick three teams each from the weekend, and we recommend you back in those teams. All of our knowledge, research, and gut feeling goes into these picks, and then we recommend backing them with whatever stake you can afford to win you some profit at the end of the Saturday. So, Tom, I will let you go first this week, and see as though you came slightly closer than me. Um, what have you got for yeah. me and the profit chasers? Okay, so my treble, I'm going to name it Bash the Bottom Feeders Treble simply because all three of my teams 
are in the top three of their respective leagues and the teams are playing are right down near the bottom. We're going to go for Leeds. They're at home to Birmingham. They're priced at 5-6. to six. Staying in the champ, we're going to go for West Brom at home to Millwall, priced at 17-20. to 20. And then in League One, Peterborough away at Gillingham, priced at 23-20. to 20. So those three teams pay just over 6-1. to one. A £10 stake would return you £73. Three teams, by the way, that are not shy of goals. That's what I was thinking when you were reading that out. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, they they love two free goals. Yeah, they love two free goals. Yeah, they love two free goals. So, fingers crossed, you can have a comfortable winner. Uh, Somewhat of a rarity in the betting world, but fingers crossed. Okay, so I'm going to respond with a trouble of my own, as ever. So, mine's going to be called, if you can't beat them, join them, treble. So, uh, <laughs> no awards for guessing why. Uh, we'll leave it to the end for the suspense and drama aspect. But I think you can all guess which team I've gone for on the treble. So, starting off in the championship, we're going to go for Sheffield United. They've got a home game against Preston and they're 17-20. to 20. We're going to go down into League One. And we're going to go for Portsmouth, who again have a home game against Wickham. And obviously, the can't beat and join them treble is called that because I'm going to go for Yeovil Town at home to Swindon, 23-20. to 20. Fingers crossed, there's a, another 6-0 win on the horizon. That would be justice, I believe. Uh, if you wanted to put a £10 yeah. stake on that, that would return £64.25 back. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no problems there with the Sheffield United and Portsmouth. I think both should win that pretty comfortably. But I said, you over worry me. They worry me. Oh, what? I can you see are. why you're going for them. Of everyone I've ever met in my entire life, you oh, are on. the biggest bandwagon jumper I've ever seen or known. <laughs> that, that is fact. Why aren't you on the Glovers bandwagon? What's going on? They just won 6-0. They kept six clean sheets in a row. What more do they need to do? Yeah. I just think it would be so typical that <laughs> you bomb proof treble them and they'll be the team that let you down. Right, well I I'll say know. now on the podcast live if Yeovil let me down this weekend alone, by the way. If it's just them, I won't bet on any of their games for or against them for the rest of the season. There you go. <laughs> Last chance okay. to move. Um, yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll back you either way, as I always do. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that one pans out. Hopefully it's all good. Uh, hopefully the demon is exercised of Yeovil. He was, he's now an angel that gives money. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully money god. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fingers crossed there, guys. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps up the show. Um, we'll just have a quick touch on fantasy football. Are you sure Tom, we don't want to have an extended touch on fantasy football? To be honest, mate, when Monday night, came about and all the games were done and dusted and I checked my points I couldn't wait 
to record this part of the show. I'll be honest. I got a mammoth, <laughs> mammoth, 79 points. Until I realised that half the league got minimum 60. Like it was just one of those weeks where everyone got a lot of points. So what do you I actually mean? got 79 points and I only went up to 71st in the league. Uh, what do you say to me, Tom? What do you mean? Thank you. What, you want me, you want me to say thank you? Yeah, thank you. You want me to say thank you? Is, is that what you want? You, you, came, you came into Dr. Tom's fantasy football clinic and we sorted your team out live on air. You played your wild card. Look at you now. You're a, new, you're a man reborn in this league. I, d- I, don't, I don't think... I don't think that it was your masterstroke that made Hazard captain. I think that was myself. I don't think it was you <laughs> that thought Danny Ings was looking good for Southampton and chucked him in. I don't think it was you that got James Madison in there and thought, yeah, future England player having a good season. No, Tom. You gave me the idea. You gave me a rocket up my ass, but it's my own bloody actions. Focus on your own team. I will. Uh, My team went up in the league again. Uh, 64 points for me. I'm in 25th now. About, what, 20 points, 25 points off the top 10. So, not doing too bad. Um, Yeah, that Hazard one kind of killed me a little bit, this hat-trick, because I was doing a lot better. Then I realised half the league had Hazard in their team. So, that peed me off. How many points do you Uh, want? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm on the second page of the league standing, so I can't see how many points you're on right now. I'm on 304. Right, that's an issue. I'm on 258, so I basically need a full game week over here. Right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Um, Plenty of time. Plenty of time. So, yeah, uh, 88 people in the league. We've got Michael Crook with Isle of Donuts waiting to join uh, this coming Saturday, so... Hopefully he loves fantasy football as much as he loves his donuts and he'll do well. But um, Chindle's Champs by Chris Hindle has been top every single week since we started this season. He's still top, got a 10-point lead at the top. Uh, £20 free bet is on the way to Chris as things stand. Yes, it's never too late to join the league. If you've already got a fantasy team with the official Premier League website, you can join and you will join at your rightful place. So you don't start at the bottom, you'll, you'll join at 33rd or wherever you uh, you should be. So the podcast description will have a league code in it, or if you can't find it, then just get at us on social media. Yeah. How do you do that, I hear yeah. you say? Well, the best way to do it is to get in touch with us by Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. We're also on Facebook www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast go on and like the page and join in the debate and also if you want to email us you can do so footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com absolutely uh, and if you want to make our day guys please go on iTunes and rate and review the show um, be kind otherwise you will ruin our day if you're not kind but uh, yeah it would mean yeah the oval demon will come and get you Exactly. And you don't want that to happen. But no, seriously, uh, we appreciate everybody who listens. So, yeah, 
it's more than enough for you just listening, but if you do want to go that extra step for us, if you enjoyed your hour or so, then we'd really appreciate a, a rating on iTunes. Yes, we would. Uh, apart from that, I think we're pretty much good to go. Uh, I think that's probably yep. uh, the the show coming to an end. So thank you very much to everyone who listened. Fingers crossed we can get you some get you some money this weekend. And uh, again, thank you very much for helping us achieve our highest ever weekly listener total. That is a huge achievement. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening, as ever. Uh, good luck for the weekend with your bets, and please do get in touch on social. Mm-hmm.